This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Upstart political party of Better City Vancouver won a commanding victory in this month's municipal election in part for its approach to tackling that city's crime problem. But despite Ken Sims' historic win as mayor, some are skeptical of his central campaign plank. I'm Dave Breckenridge, and this is 10-3. Dan Fumano, a city columnist for the Vancouver Sun and the province, joins me to discuss how ABC Vancouver managed such a resounding win, why Sims' crime plan is raising eyebrows, and what the supermajority for ABC means for the city. Don't forget you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, we're even on Amazon Music now. I'd love it if you could leave us a rating, a review, and tell your friends about us. So Dan, there was a big municipal election, I guess across BC uh, last week, but we're going to focus on Vancouver for the purposes of today's show. And for those who may not be familiar with how Vancouver municipal politics operates, heading into the election, what was the makeup of City Council? So the last four years in Vancouver has had a really mixed council. So unlike most of Canada, Vancouver has political parties at the municipal level and has for a long time. A, a lot of BC's bigger cities do have these municipal political parties, uh, but they're especially sort of powerful and well-established in Vancouver. But historically, for most of at least the last few decades, one party or another has had a majority on council. Um, so council is is 10 councillors and a mayor. And the mayor is essentially one vote out of 11 on council. Um, but for most of the last few decades, one party or another has had a majority and the mayor has belonged to that party. Um, but this past four years was different. You had an independent candidate ran for mayor four years ago, uh, former NDP member of parliament, Kennedy Stewart. And he was elected. He was Vancouver's first independent mayor since the sort of mid 80s or early 80s so in, in like a generation the first mayor without any affiliation with a local municipal political party and he was overseeing a council where no one party had a majority you had uh, the nonpartisan association or the npa which is kind of vancouver's historic center right party had the biggest caucus after the election they had five councillors and the greens had three one city had one and cope which is kind of the older, traditional, uh, long-running kind of left-wing party, Cope had one councillor. So you had this really diverse mixed council where no one had a majority, and it was a very different dynamic than the previous council where Vision Vancouver had a majority. It operated more like sort of a parliamentary thing where you've got a government in power and an official opposition, even though technically that's not what it is in Vancouver. It's 11 individual councillors, but it did sort of seem to function in that way. Anyway, but this most recent council... It was very mixed, and it actually got even more mixed during the course of the term because four out of the five NPA councillors quit that party, and one of them started her own new party. Three of them joined a different party that also was new. So by the end of the term, you had seven different party affiliations represented on council, which I don't think has ever happened in Vancouver before. So it was a real hodgepodge uh, patchwork of different parties. And then what's happened now is that 
basically now one party has a super majority going forward. Uh, the next the next council, that's going to be the big change or one of the big changes. As you mentioned, leading into the election, we had this kind of hodgepodge of political parties on, on Vancouver City Council. How did that flip on election night this year? So what happened was uh, a new party that was basically just uh, got up and running within the last couple of years during the most recent term, a new party called A Better City Vancouver or ABC Vancouver, more widely known as ABC. This new party got up and running. Three of the former NPA councillors who had quit that party uh, and for a time sat as independents, they joined ABC Vancouver. So they had three incumbents running. They were all reelected. And then four new councillors running with ABC were all elected. And the ABC mayoral candidate who ran with the NPA four years ago and very narrowly lost coming in second to Kenny Stewart, uh, he was elected too. So now you've got a mayor, seven ABC councillors. So they have not only a majority on council, but a super majority. So for certain kinds of votes on city council, uh, for most votes, you just need sort of more than 50% of councillors to vote in favor. But for certain kinds of issues, including like questions of real estate and a, a couple of things, you need a two thirds majority. So ABC has that. Uh, ABC now has this solid majority. So because the mayoral candidate and the three incumbent, the three sort of second term councillors all ran with the NPA four years ago, ABC is kind of now seen as a bit of the sort of successor to the NPA. The NPA was the better part of the last century, was the sort of Vancouver's dominant party for sort of the center right, kind of the pro-business party, quite progressive on a lot of social issues, but kind of the more sort of center-right party of the municipal level. It was often kind of a home for people who are supporters of both the federal liberals and the federal conservatives. And so that's the party that's now controls uh, Vancouver City, or will control Vancouver City Council for the next four years. Although they have sort of tried to say that they are, they have hoped to be a big tent to appeal to supporters of the federal liberals, conservatives, and the federal NDP. They want to try to be sort of as big a tent as possible. And it, that does seem to have worked because they won a resounding majority. Like not only did all seven ABC council candidates get elected, they topped the polls. Like they finished first to seventh. And then ABC also, all their candidates in every other race, park board and school board, they also topped the polls and uh, they were all elected. And because, um, yeah, Vancouver, unlike most cities in Canada, also has an elected park board. I'm just curious, you know, you, you talk about them kind of supplanting the NPA as the dominant political party, potentially for the center, right? Although, as you mentioned, they do want to have as big a tent as possible. Where, where did this movement come from? It, it kind of seems to be an upstart since the last election. What were some of the issues with the NPA that saw people say, I don't know about, about sticking with this older party. We should, we should start fresh. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of just tell you what people have said, Publicly, I mean, a whole bunch of people quit the NPA after the last election, including, as we say, these, you know, four out of the five councillors who were elected with the party. They all quit at various times. One of them quit pretty early in the term and the other three quit a little later. And they all cited concerns with the party's board of directors. Several members of the board of directors also quit publicly saying that they couldn't work with that board of directors. Some people took the position that the board had kind of gone too far to the right. Like instead of being sort of a home for federal liberals and federal conservatives, as it had been for a long time, in the view of some people, the the board had been taken over by people who were too far to the right. 
and were conducting themselves in ways that they had a problem with. And so the the board, the current board of the NPA, of course, disputes this. And they, they say that that's not the case. And they say that things are going well, but that is sort of the publicly given explanation that a lot of people have had for leaving the party behind, including, you know, former prominent donors, major leaders in the local business community who had previously donated a lot of money to the NPA to help them, uh, had publicly said they weren't going to do that anymore. And now they were going to support something else. And then Ken Sim as well. So Ken Sim is the new mayor elect who ran for the NPA four years ago. He's also a business leader. He doesn't have any experience in elected office previously. And he ran for the NPA four years ago. And then a couple of years into the term, he told me and we you know, ran a story about it where he was saying, I'd like to run again, but I'm going to run against the NPA. Looking at the NPA now, uh, I don't like the way it's being run. It's very different from when I ran a couple of years ago for that party. So I'm not sure if I'll be an independent or run with a new party, but I'm going to I want to run, but I don't want to run with the NPA. And then, of course, that's kind of where ABC came from. So, I mean, in some people's view, um, I mean, the the campaign manager himself told me that uh, they saw sort of an opening because in their view, the NPA had kind of gone far to the right. The current mayor, Kennedy Stewart, had kind of gone uh, farther to the left and it opened up a big kind of gap in the middle, which is where previously the NPA had been very successful. And in some respects, they said. Uh, Vision Vancouver, which was kind of considered a center-left party that ran the city for a whole decade under uh, Mayor Gregor Robertson. Uh, They were, you know, a left-wing progressive party. Robertson was a former NDP uh, provincial politician here in D.C., but they were also seen, you know, seen as being very pro-business and yeah, uh, sort of a center, uh, center-left kind of party. But but Vision Vancouver had really declined in popularity after a decade in power, and they had been kind of not the political force they used to be. So. These the folks pulling ABC together, which included a lot of yeah former NPA members, former NPA leaders, former NPA donors. They saw sort of a opportunity there, kind of in the middle, and then they 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 got a lot of votes. They really had a have a pretty resounding mandate now. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. So looking at Vancouver as an outsider, uh, you know, a lot of what I see when it comes to municipal issues in the last year or so has revolved around issues like crime and and social disorder, the toxic drugs and overdose crisis. Were these kind of the prevailing issues in the campaign? And, and if they weren't, what were some of the other issues at play? These were certainly big issues in the campaign, although it's kind of interesting because if you, uh, we've seen polling that sort of showed that If you ask people in Vancouver what their number one issue was, I think it was three or four times as many people chose housing affordability as chose crime and public safety. So housing affordability was still the top issue for most people. By far, it was the biggest issue and followed by homelessness, poverty and related issues. So crime and public safety in at least one poll I saw um, was kind of third. But what's noteworthy is that it seemed to be way more of an issue in this municipal election than it had been in 
recent Vancouver elections. Like it just wasn't a big thing people were talking about four years ago or the elections before that. Uh, whereas it really did kind of become it, even if it wasn't the top issue, it had become a real issue. And, you know, that's not unique to Vancouver. A lot of cities around Canada and around North America are facing sort of increased levels of street disorder, crime, both sort of higher level crime and lower level kind of street crime. And it was on a lot of people's minds. Um, and so it did play out. And you could see that that was going to happen, you know, a couple of years before the election. People were positioning themselves to say, you know, we're going to be um, we're going to clean up the city and make things safe again. And yeah, so that was a noteworthy and it, and it wasn't unique to Vancouver either. Other cities in B.C., um, including Kelowna, Kamloops, some other cities, um, crime and public safety was a big issue in the election campaigns. And did the fact that this started to become an issue, like allow, give an opening for a party like ABC Vancouver and, and Ken Sim to campaign on? You know, what was it a, a matter of approach? Did they approach the issue differently than, say, Mayor Kennedy Stewart did? Yeah, I mean, Kennedy Stewart was criticized by some people for sort of not striking the right tone on crime and public safety. Like, he's in a bit of a tricky situation. Obviously, he doesn't, he can't come out and publicly say the city has turned into a crime-infested hellhole under my watch. But on the other hand, especially earlier on, he was criticized by some for sort of what they saw as downplaying crime. People felt like their communities weren't as safe anymore. And even if it wasn't necessarily borne out by the statistics, like the aggregate crime statistics didn't show some huge skyrocketing crime levels, but crime was up in a few categories, including some really concerning categories like stranger attacks and assaults on police officers. And there was a general sense of unease and disorder, especially in certain parts of the city, in and around the downtown core. And Stewart was criticized by some people for not sort of properly acknowledging that, you know, even even if crime statistics overall aren't showing that there's a huge crime wave, people if people aren't feeling safe in their communities, like, that's a problem, the, the, the way people feel. So he was criticized by some for that. And I think he, he tried his best throughout the campaign to um, adapt to that. But he also sort of took a a bit of a different position than um, Ken Sim and ABC. Ken Sim and ABC, you know, came out pretty early in the campaign with a big pledge to hire a hundred police officers and a hundred mental health nurses. And um, it was criticized by the other mayoral candidates, including Stewart, because he wasn't the only one running for mayor. People said it was unrealistic or it doesn't work that way or, um, or just, you know, and a lot of people sort of said, they they criticized it as sort of an attempt to arrest their way out of a, a you know mental health crises and poverty and these other sort of really deeply entrenched issues. ABC, I think it was a very deliberate thing that they wanted to appeal to a bigger group, and you know they they didn't just come out and say they're going to hire 100 police. They said they want to hire 100 police and just as many mental health nurses. So I do think it was a deliberate thing where they tried to seem like. They And they, they um, pitched it as sort of an expansion of an existing program that the DPD has where police and nurses attend calls together where there is a mental health component to try to have a more uh, healthcare kind of approach as opposed to law enforcement when there are people in mental health crises, which takes up a, a lot of emergency call outs do involve a mental health component. And it's it's growing and growing and growing. So I do, I think, you know, ABC tried to sort of appeal 
to as wide a range of people as possible by, you know, not just saying we're going to lock up all, you know, street level criminals and we're going to, you know, new sheriff in town. They didn't really kind of go for that. They said they tried to portray it as a more compassionate, um, progressive move, but a significant shift towards restoring more public order and safety. And it does seem to have appealed to a bunch of voters, even though, you know, uh, yeah, like a lot of critics said, there's a massive nursing shortage right now. Where are you going to find these nurses? Police are having trouble recruiting. Uh, we think your estimates on the budget are way off. You've lowballed this. It's going to have a huge impact on the city budget. Like a lot of people had a lot of criticisms about it, but everyone was talking about it. It was one of the most talked about sort of campaign pledges from any party or any politician in this throughout this election campaign. Obviously, now that they've won, we're going to see if and how and when it works out. Yeah, I mean, looking again, looking at it from outside Vancouver, you you see some of the headlines that came up after Sim and ABC won the election. You know, I <laughs> I saw some so- social media reactions suggesting that Vancouver has elected its first fascist mayor <laughs> because he wants to bolster the ranks of the police force. And you know, I get that police funding is a controversial topic in Canada r- right now, but why does why does appealing to people who feel the city has become unsafe or less safe, why does that become such a controversial policy plank? And and what does the new mayor, for his part, think of the, the controversy? There was controversy around it, and there's a debate. But at the same time, I wouldn't exactly say that it was an unpopular position that we need to increase the police budget and make this try and try to make the city safer. Some people uh, might have criticized his approach. But he also got, I think he got more votes for mayor than any mayoral candidate in the city's history. So it's not like it was an unpopular opinion. But it's also not entirely unforeseeable that some people would criticize the way. So one of the things that was quite newsworthy, quite noteworthy in this election was the Vancouver Police Union made the decision to publicly endorse political candidates for the first time in their history. They had never done that before. And they decided they were going to do it this time. And they... This, they backed the, you know, Ken Sim and his party, the party that promised to hire more officers and increase the police budget. Um, so a lot of people were critical of that. Criminologists, advocates, you know, a lot of people said they felt uncomfortable with the idea of the police taking this overt public position in an election. And then they were critical of Ken Sim for sort of accepting the, the nomination and ABC for accepting the nomination. And, um, you know, in some people's view, courting that nomination, sort of actively trying to get that nomination. Um, so some people were critical of that. But again, they won an overwhelming majority of votes. So it's not as though it was a widely hated position. But, you know, I think these criticisms, you could kind of expect that there would be some of these criticisms. And it raised questions that I think are to be expected. People asked Ken Sim, well, now that you've been elected with the police union taking this unprecedented step of endorsing you, are you going to be beholden to the police and their union and department brass? And so people have asked him that. And he said, no, he is beholden to no one, but the people of Vancouver and taxpayers, voters, like the public, that's who he's serving. So, so people have asked him that that's been his response. And it's interesting too, because obviously other kinds of unions have long endorsed candidates and it's not been nearly as, controversial all kinds of unions including the firefighters union the firefighters union has always made political endorsements in various bc municipalities this time around they endorsed sim's opponent kennedy stewart for re-election um but the firefighters union 
endorsement does not come with the same kind of uh, blowback or controversy that the police union endorsement did this time. And it, I mean, it remains to be seen if this is going to be an, an ongoing regular thing the police union is going to do. I don't know. It, but it, it was a first as far as anyone can remember. I spoke with the union president and he said he no one he talked to was aware of it ever happening before. Now, that controversy aside, Ken Sim settling into a new job, taking over a fairly large city in Canada. How does he feel Vancouver will be different? under the ABC? He has sort of really tried to, like I say, he's never been in government before. He ran for mayor four years ago. He's kind of run on his track record of business success. So he's a successful businessman. He started a couple of companies. Um, His home healthcare company, Nurse Next Door, has, I can't remember how many employees, but a lot of employees in several cities uh, around the continent and I think beyond. And, And then he's also started a a bagel chain of bagel stores here in Vancouver. Um, So he's a successful business guy. And he says that he wants to sort of run city hall in a more efficient way. He really talks a lot about efficiency. He's a master of lean management and efficiency and having this new majority on council, the council meetings are going to be more efficient. Council is going to conduct its business in a more efficient way. And they're going to just kind of, yeah, make things run a little more. Yeah. For lack of a better word, efficiently. That's something that, you know, he talks a lot about being pragmatic. He's a chartered accountant, and he really kind of wants to make things run more smoothly. He um, he says they're going to reduce taxes or at least slow tax increases, but do all that without cutting services. Obviously, it remains to be seen exactly how all of that will work out. But that's the vision that he has kind of been been pitching. And of course, again, uh, making the streets safer and making you know reducing crime. And it is worth noting too that I mean, statistically, Vancouver. It doesn't rank particularly high among Canadian cities in crime rates. Um, it is still quite a safe city compared to other North American cities of similar sizes. But again, there is a sense uh, that wasn't there a few years ago that things are becoming more chaotic or dangerous. So that is certainly something that Ken Sim and ABC tapped into. And other, uh, other political candidates tried to as well, but... I, I just don't, I don't think they were able to do it as successfully as ABC was. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how Ken Sim and ABC does with a supermajority on Vancouver City Council. Dan, thanks for your time. Great, thanks for having me. 10-3 is produced by Tyler Dawson. Theme music by Bryce Hall. Thanks to my guest Dan Fimano. More from him at VancouverSun.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.